Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's postcard is from Egeska, Macedonia. And the song is... Ora vodi Angelina. specify exactly where the song is from Gejska Macedonia and he was right when he said Gejska Macedonia is a vast region. I agree with that but the thing is I still don't know exactly where the song comes from because unfortunately we did not know that much or details about Gejska Macedonia until not very many years ago. Let's say maybe a few decades and that few decades is something like not more than 40 years ago. It is not that nobody knew about it. It was not brought up as an issue. It was not brought up as something, you know, to go into details for the new generations to know about it because the older ones, they thought, Egeiska Macedonia, we know where that is. We know what places in Egeiska Macedonia are. But nowadays, and after 19, uh, 1913 being a part of Greece, it was kind of a different region. It was like a foreign place, like something which no longer belonged to us. Unfortunately, that was the feeling until, as I said, Macedonia decided to have these people who were expelled after these political separations, political partitions of, uh, of Europe, of Balkans, and mostly actually Macedonia being the greatest victim in all these partitions. So just like Pirin, when we say Pirin, we never, we never intend to specify which place of Pirin, which area, which side of the mountain Maleševo, but we just take it Pirin, we just take it against Macedonia. And the song actually was not presented to the vast auditorium in Macedonia by an Aegean singer or a singer from Egeiska Macedonia. It was recorded for the first time by Vasco Ilieva. <laughs> Blazer, 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 
recording for many years. Luckily, we had that Vasca with this golden heart to be able to go and collect songs from different areas and just record them and have them forever, you know, for posterities. So nowadays, now, today, we can talk about a song that a lot of people still don't know exactly where the song is from. Later on, there were a few other recordings after you know, that, that successful recording Vasca made the first time. And tell me, which was not a successful recording that Vasca made? The people did record this song. Even they, they made a slightly different version by adding different tune, which originally was not in there, like... This part was not in the original version that Vasca sang. And it's not in my recording, too, because I didn't do a copy-paste of Vasquez <laughs> singing. I cannot do that, of course, definitely. But I, you know, I recorded the, the version that she recorded. Let me just go back to that vast region of Egeiska, Macedonia. The first time we were able to see the riches, the folklore riches of this part, in something like late 60s, when... As I said, Macedonia decided to get back the Macedonians being spread around Europe after, you know, the revolution which took place in Greece when Macedonians were being relocated, expelled from Greece, and a lot of people went to Macedonians, went to Bulgaria, a lot of Macedonians went to Poland, to Czech, Romania, Yugoslavia, Macedonia, and I remember in 19, uh, late 60s, something like after 62, 63, a lot of people were coming back to Macedonia. And in the area in Skopje where I lived, that settlement was with mostly Egeitsi. And Egeitsi is the people from Egeiska, Macedonia. In fact, most of the people where I lived came back to Macedonia from Tashkent, which is ex-Soviet Union. And Romania and some from Poland. So it, it was very interesting. Whenever I went to that settlement, it felt like international district. You know why? Because some people spoke Russian, like the kids, the young kids coming from Tashkent, they spoke Russian. Some of the kids spoke Romanian, some of the kids spoke Polish. So let me understand this. You're saying that in the 60s that Macedonia put out a call of some sort to have the Macedonians in these different countries to come back to Macedonia? Yeah, exactly. There was a, there was an, a conscious effort to have these Macedonians that were in different countries relocate back to Macedonia? Yeah. Actually, not even back to Macedonia, because they never actually had lived there. They had lived in Egeiska. Um, Macedonia, but still a part of Vardarska Macedonia, part of the big Macedonia. Mm-hmm. They were able to get back to the motherlands, whether Varda or Pirin or, or Egeiska Macedonia, still that Macedonia. Were they thought of when they came back and some of them were speaking Russian or Polish or something, were they thought of as Macedonians or were they thought of as foreigners who happened to have a Macedonian heritage? Well, David, I think the kids were confused. Uh-huh. Because the kids were being born in a different country, wherever that was, Poland or Soviet Union, doesn't matter. And of course, they went to school, just like in America. Right. 
kids going, being born here, growing up with your regular American kids, they know they come from some, some strange part from the world, but they do consider themselves as part of this, of the, la of the land where they have been born, of the land where they attend school, and they think that's their mother's tongue, because, you know, that's the language they use every day. So I remember the kids talking, to me, they would talk in Macedonian. But, for instance, among themselves, uh, they would talk Romanian. Or when they talk to their parents, they would call them in the language from the country wherever they were being born. And that's how actually I learned Russian at that time. I was studying Russian at high school at that point, and I was practicing with these kids from coming back uh, oh, no from the Soviet Union. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so my point was, we got all these people, and that was the first time when Radioscopia made a big heroic movement to have the singers, people who could sing, approach the radio and record all these songs from where they were being brought to. Amazingly, all these people remember the songs mm -hmm. because those are probably the songs of their youth. Those were the songs that they grew up with. Those were the songs which was part of their early life. And all of a sudden, There were so many singing groups. There were not very many vocal singers. The first one was Kostadinka Palazova. in America knows her by, remembers her by few famous songs she recorded. The very first one was Vernice Verni, Liebe Marice, Atanas uh, introduced a dance. Remember, Vernice Verni, Liebe Marice, ne oditi pomen, I paint na sima, na 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 very happy, very merry tune. And actually later on I, I heard that the song was, it was made or based on a true story, true life story. Then there was uh, Mitya Dimitrovsky. He recorded quite a few songs from Egeiska Macedonia, 
There was another girl from Egeiska Macedonia who recorded not very many, I don't even remember their name, but I can see her face. And she introduced the song, For the first time in the song, we heard Belomorska Macedonia. Egeiska Macedonia, or Aegean, means white. Aegean Sea is white. Black Sea, White Sea. Tsernomore is in Slavic language, and White Sea is in Greek, Aegean. In that song you sang, that's the first time you heard this? Yes. The first time I heard Belomorska Macedonia, and I asked myself, which one is Belomorska Macedonia? And I was told that's the word translated into Slavic for Egeiska Macedonia. And also we have Pepi Baftirovsky, who came from that part. For some reason, he never recorded songs from Egeiska Macedonia. He, he settled in Bitola, and most of his songs that he brought were from that area. Actually, Pepe Bavtirovsky did not have songs of his own that he brought. He sang songs which are already, you know, popular in, in the area, in Bitola, where he was given songs from Radioscopia because of the quality of his voice to record, you know, songs. He doesn't have really Egeiska Macedonia songs. But then we have Babcherki, the four ladies who brought a lot, a big number of songs from Kostur area. another group of ladies who brought songs from Voden.
Lenki from a different part. Dumbenki. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Yeah, well, I've heard them because I, I know these, you know, these ladies. It's interesting, you know, how they have one part is kind of different uh, in the sense of singing and music from the other. If you take into consideration that Lerin actually is not that far from Voden, but the music is slightly different, or Meglenki, for instance, they have totally different way of, of singing. They have this kind of polyphonic, but you know, still in two voice singing, like the song Oi Moi Stoinole. recording of Tanet singing this song because you know Tanet is it's Macedonian it's not only Skopje region it's a national ensemble but lately they have done a very good job in preserving the original folk singing and music
as I said, a lot of recordings from this area, a lot of different kind of songs. All of a sudden, you know, the Macedonian auditorium of Vardar Macedonia was able to see a music which is the same as Vardar, more or less the same as Vardar singing, except if you go in dances, the dances, the music and the dance is a little bit different because they, they mostly have brass bands in there. And we did not have so many brass company dances uh, in Vardar Macedonia. For instance, whenever there was a Kalamatiano or Sirto to be danced, we referred as Egeiskoto. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the brass band was a symbol of Sirto, a symbol of Egeisko. And that was the time when we first time, when we had these people brought back to Macedonia, Vardar Macedonia, that was the first time when, when we saw that, I mean, majority was able to see Sirto, Lesnoto, in a different steps. Different version, yeah. Different version. Let's get back to the song you recorded. What does the song mean? It's a love song connected uh, with the people being abroad, going abroad for work, Pechalba, earning money. A young girl is dancing up on the hill beyond the village where people are gathering, the young people are gathering, and she is waving the dance, meaning she is making a big circle. The point of that making big circle going around is the singer to emphasize that she is wearing a new dress, a new waving dress to follow the steps of the dance. And then her girlfriends are envying her because she has this new style dress. And of course, they wonder where the dress is from, where did it come from, was it her mother who made it to her, or was it her brother who, who bought it to her and brought it from some, you know, different place. And she said, no, last night my beloved buns came back from a foreign country and he brought me back this silky uh, and wavy dress. <laughs> You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by izvormusic.com. Слушавте македонска разгледница, представено от izvormusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belidis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.